0: Hey guys, a beautiful morning to you guys. Today's Bible reading will be taken from John chapter 2 and John chapter 3. And our memory verse will be taken from John chapter 3 verse 30, which says, He must increase and I must decrease. Let's take a few moments to ask the Holy Spirit to open our ears, open our eyes and open our hearts to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us today. John chapter 2 talks about the wedding in Cana of Galilee where Jesus Christ turned water to wine. Many of us are familiar with this story. But you know, while I was reading this story, chapter 2, verse 5, verse 7, and verse 8 stuck out to me. And I'll read it for you. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. David is always telling us, whatever God says to you, do it. And I think now I understand why he says that. Verse 7 says, Jesus said to them, Fill the water possible with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw some out now, and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. And they Took it. There's so many things hidden behind that phrase, and they took it. The amount of faith and obedience hidden in that phrase is actually so mind-blowing. Because how? You told me to pour water into a bowl, and you're not telling me to take up take it and go and give it to somebody at like the president in somebody else's events show you the why meaning Oh no and they took it without thinking twice and they took it without questioning me and they took it without stuttering or stopping for a bit god's ways are not our ways god's thoughts are not our thoughts Many times the things that God will tell you to do, they will seem so foolish. They will seem so stupid, and so, in the in the in the way in the moment that you are trying to that you are doing it, your mind will tell you that, "Are you all right? Really? Really? What? <laughs> His ways are not our ways." And trust me. Those servants that God sent, that Jesus Christ told to take that water to the master. Would have followed him from that moment because hey, miracle! (laughs) Oh, glory to God! So, my question to you today is What is that stupid thing that God is telling you to do that you think is too stupid for God to even say that you think it is coming from your mind? What is that stupid thing that God is telling you to do? do it then chapter 2 further goes into when jesus went to the temple and he started chasing out the chasing out, chasing out the money changers and the people that sell so do and i've come to ask myself that why did jesus christ just not talk in simple english why was he have spoken in parable 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 why proverbs Because there was no need for the confusion of the temple, I will um, bring down the temple and destroy this temple and raise it in three days. How? But then I realized that we, that we are in Christ, we've been chosen. No one comes to the Father except Him that the Father brings Understanding does not come to the to us unless God wants that understanding to come to us. Unless God allows that understanding to come to us. Do you know that even the disciples didn't understand what he said until after he rose up? They didn't understand it after he said it. They didn't understand it after they realized that they confirmed that he was the Messiah. Because there was there are multiple times in the Bible where they they were like, You are the true son of God. They didn't understand it when he died. They didn't understand it the moment he rose up. They understood it after he rose up. Hmm. It is well. Let us always pray that God should open the eyes of our understanding. Then we go to the last two verses in chapter 2. And it said but jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men and had no need that anyone should testify of man for he knew what was in man i didn't first understand this so i decided to pick up the amplified version and message version and then i actually really understood what this what that verse meant so sometimes when you don't understand some things in the bible after you ask God what this means, also go, on, go for further to so actually check other versions and compare and contrast, basically. So now, we go to chapter 3. Chapter 3 talks about the visit of Nicodemus to Jesus. Nicodemus came to ask Jesus that, Jesus, how can I be born of the Spirit? How can I be born again, basically? And Jesus answered him in verse 5, Most assuredly, I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And I further ask God, How can we enter the kingdom of God? How do we know that we are born of the Spirit? Because He said, The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you can you cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is every, So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. So how do we know that we are born of the Spirit? He finally gives that answer, in verse 16 chapter 3 verse 16 for God so loved the world, word that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life for God did not send his son into the world to, con- to, to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved he who believes in him is not condemned but he who does not believe in him is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. How do we become born again? By believing in the name of Jesus. Basically. Because if you believe in Jesus, you believe in the mystery of the Holy Spirit. So, the last thing I will talk, that I, I will talk about in this chapter is the verse... He must increase and I must decrease. John the Baptist said this to his disciples because they were pissed that Jesus Christ was baptizing people of water. And it was like they were like, why is he baptizing people of water? Was this not your own ministry? And John the Baptist was like, Emma Farabale, be coming down. He was sent after me. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of earth is earthly and speaks of the hurt. He who comes from heaven is above all. So he was happy that Jesus Christ was doing that. He must increase and I must decrease. The reason why this is our memory verse is because when we accept Jesus Christ into our life, many things that was in us before, many things that is in the flesh will have to decrease for the presence of Jesus. So that it might increase and find manifestation in us. You know, when we find Jesus, when we have an encounter with Jesus, slowly all those bad habits that we have, all those bad habits, all those bad things that we used to do, even things that we didn't even know that they were actually sinful, the Holy Spirit will convict us of it and help us to change, show us how to change. So He must increase. And I must decrease. So today, ask yourself in every moment that you think about this verse, as you are meditating on it. God, how can I make you increase in my life and make the things of the flesh in me decrease? I want to spend two hours on social media. I'm scrolling on social media. I spent more than thirty minutes, and actually budgeted like ten minutes, fifteen minutes, but I've spent way more time than I, I, I planned. The moment you realize that, it must increase and I must decrease. So you drop that social. You you you, you dropped you drop that scrolling on social media. Somebody pisses you off, and you want to say something that you know a person will go home and cry. But you whisper to yourself, it must increase and I must decrease. So you keep quiet. Think about this. Meditate on it and ask yourself at intervals today. How can he increase and how can I decrease today? How can the sinful acts of the flesh in me decrease today? I hope you guys have a great day. And you guys have a, a day filled with inviting the Holy Spirit to teach you how to do all the things that you are going to do today. Thank you for listening.